Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we try and make some sense of the things we love about photography and some of the things we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Terry, how are you going? Really good. How are you? I'm pretty good. It's it's always interesting like to hear about what's happening in the world. Yeah. And also see what's happening in the world as well because yeah. there's been lots happening lately. Huge amounts. Huge, huge amounts. amounts. There's a particular type of photographer who is entrusted to bring that stuff to us so we can mm-hmm. see what's going on. Mm. And we were kind of discussing the relevance of that type of photography. Yeah, I even actually asked you if there was still if it was still a profession and that, and we're talking about photojournalists. Yeah, photojournalists. And look a lot unfortunately a lot of photojournalists have lost their jobs before the major you know newspapers lots of people yep. don't ha- have it or or it's gone to more freelance. I think yes. I think a lot of the photojournalists these days are freelance. Yes. So they're not actually have a permanent gig so they're, yeah. they're shooting for variety of different news outlets. Yes, and there's also other ways that news outlets are getting their their imagery as well, which is through social media tagging when oh. they're actually getting images from people that aren't this, doing full-time photography. That's right. Well, there's so many people out there with a camera mm. when, when an event happens, so there's a lot of images captured. Yes. That are captured by people who technically maybe they're not, not technically like working photographers, they might be amateur photographers or mm-hmm. enthusiast photographers, heavily on site. Mm. But a lot of that stuff is now being filtered into the news stream. So we're seeing images mm. from people, so which in some parts, you know, probably is taking bread off the table of a photojournalist. Mm. We hate to say that, but it's, yeah, possibly the truth. And I remember when the newspapers did clothes, like it wasn't that long ago, was it? It was probably about, what, maybe five years ago when a lot of the newspapers kind of shut their productions yeah, down? I think newspapers were one of those hard media things to do the transition to ge- to digital. Mm. Always hard. I mean, they've all struggled to get a paywall up. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I was a avid get the paper every Sunday person. We had it delivered to mm-hmm. home. So did it for, you know, 20-odd 20, 20 years. Yeah. And we stopped doing it because the relevance, because the news that was in the newspaper at the time we got on a Sunday was... You've already read it on Facebook. Yeah, I'd already seen it on social media. I'd seen yeah. it on TV. I'd seen it here. I'd seen it there. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't value-adding to what to what I already knew. Like it didn't bring... So, I mean, sometimes there'd be a feature article on, on somebody or something that, yeah. that was different. But for the main part, if you were just relying on it for news, it, mm. it's kind of not... You're getting your news from so many things, and I think it's mm. kind of it's splintered the whole photojournalist profession. Yeah, yeah. So you, would that mean that there's there's definitely less of them oh, out def- there definitely. that do it as a full time job? Definitely less. I think there's people who now, like I said, do photojournalism, and they possibly do other paid, maybe doco type work and stuff as well. They have to. Yeah. They can't probably make a full time. Well, I mean, the thing is, with photojournalism too, it's it's, a, it's reporting the news. So, mm. so if you're in an area where there's nothing happening, mm. I mean, obviously, I know it was, it was absolutely crazy photojournalists when the bushfires were in Australia. Yes. Back in the end of 2019. Yeah, start of 2020. 2021. 20, so we had all those, you know, terrible bushfires yeah. happening and there was lots of 
people scrambling to get report that. So there yeah. was, there was and, and and you know, Father Journalism produced some really iconic pictures. There was, you know, I think one of the, one that sticks in my mind was the the kangaroo that was trying to escape and it's got to the fence and it's been burnt alive. So sad. So sad. Yeah. You know, there was one there, a picture of someone's car and the wheels had melted and the aluminium had run down the hill. Yeah. From where the car was stopped. Like yeah, the heat was so intense. intense. It just so, melted, so intense. Melted yeah. the wheels. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I think they're still, still relevant, but I think it's different to how maybe photojournalism was 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. it was very different. Back then there was, you know, there was a lot of news agencies had people, staff photographers. Mm-hmm. And that's all they did. They just sat there, waited for something to happen, get get the call and go, you need to get out to such and such. Yeah. And get out there and start documenting and taking the photos. I remember it used to actually be a a, a subject that a lot of people studying photography could actually do. They yeah, it was, it was study a separate photojournalism. Photojournalism. And, and that's right, it was a course within a university. That and it's highly likely it's still around? Yeah, I think so. But I think it's probably hard, it's a harder gig. It's a harder gig now to get into because you you probably are going to be a freelance. Yeah. And again, it might be you'll need to have possibly some other type of income stream that you're not maybe in Australia, I think. I mean, if you're overseas, I think obviously if you're working overseas and particularly in some of the more strife-torn areas around the world, then photojournalists mm. can have pretty much be running every day. Yeah. Capturing the stories. Yeah. But I think the thing is too, like it's become... It's difficult, I think, too, for people when you employ people these days that, you know, with OH&S, you've got to be careful like what type of situations you put people into, mm-hmm. you know, and so if you put them into a situation where potentially they're going to be harmed, there's some, some onus on the employer to, you know, protect them, which yeah. mightn't be possible. So, so some of the realities that might, the only way they can protect them is not to send them there. I tell you what, people with their mobile phones put themselves in very dangerous and precarious situations for photos. Well, well people do. I mean, <laughs> many a time people have you know, been injured or something's happened to them while they've been capturing a photo mm. because they've been trying to get that, you know, that, that iconic or that, that image and, and it's really put themselves in danger. But I think the, mm. one of the things I think sad to, it would be sad to completely see photojournalism die out completely and then we just rely on people reporting it through, you know, the Facebooks and the Instagrams and the other social media because even though mainstream media does get, I suppose, criticised of being sometimes one-sided, uh-huh. in in general there's a lot of the news agents are very well balanced. I think the yeah. stories are balanced. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and if you think about there's there's the World Press Awards. Yes. Is it the World oh, Press look, Awards? I've been, I've been fortunate enough to go to a couple and yeah, the images captured there are just you know they're 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 quite powerful. Mm. They're very very powerful images, and and I think I think one of the challenges for which it has been also for photojournalists is when they're in those situations and it's very challenging times. It can have a really hard pull on their mental health. Yeah, you know what I mean. When of you're course, in, of course. Some people in different professions struggle when they're kind of working around tragedy every day. So if you're kind of in a war torn environment and you're seeing these horrific images each day of what's happening to people around you. Yeah. Very hard to... And I think we've touched on it in the past where some of the photojournalists have 
have found themselves in a situation where they have a choice to either take a photograph or help someone. Yes. And their choice to take a photograph is... Then then sometimes it's they cop a lot of criticism yeah. for, for making that decision. But a lot of times, you know, it's, it's they've taken the photo because they need to tell the story, mm-hmm. but then jump in and then straight away help. Yes. So I think, yeah. and again, it's like, and sometimes I think people get, you know, people like to beat up stories and if they weren't there and they didn't witness it, you know, people will, you know, people still believe that NASA didn't go to the moon. <laughs> they did it on a stage. Did it really? They did it on a sound stage somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> but, I mean, most people will, will agree that they did go to the moon. But mm. So it's kind of like, we kind of, like I said, we still need people to go out there, and we, but we need people who are trained and, and skillful in mm. capturing stuff. And because it is, it's actually a skill. It's a storytelling skill. It's the ultimate storytelling yeah. skill. It's it is the ultimate photography story. Is, mm. is photojournalism? That's what it's about. You you've got to capture an image that basically tells the viewer what's going on mm-hmm. around there. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing about it is what we've got to be a bit careful of with 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 the people getting the the content from say non trained people. Mm. The tendency may be to, when this has already happened, where people manipulate the images yeah. to give a different outcome and then that gets published as news and it's not yeah. actually true, it never happened. Yeah. So that's that's the danger where someone who's a like a trained and been to university and done all the, you know, done the hard yards, fighting, doing the, getting the stories and that, tend to know that their reputation is worth more than just getting five seconds of fame by getting a picture and then yeah. manipulating it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you think it's actually also changed a little bit since digital became oh, well, more be. predominant? Yeah. Well, it definitely has because more and more people have the opportunity to be able to capture pictures now where they couldn't capture mm. pictures in the past. So the pictures, like I said, any anybody can – I mean, if you happen to be in a, a particular situation when something happens, you can pull out your phone and you can get a picture and that could – quite likely make it on the 6 o'clock news. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know Correct I mean? hashtagging and um, yeah. tagging otherwise, you, you potentially could get your picture featured. That's right because people, you know, they're, they're looking for someone who was there just after this event happened. Yeah. You know, or, or, yeah. While, or while the event was actually occurring. And I know, like, just as an example, there's a few tourism companies that encourage you to hashtag or to tag them in images so that they can therefore share your images on their social media or on their marketing yep. campaigns as part of part of showcasing their area. And I think and that's that can obviously ultimately lead into the loss of jobs for photographers because normally someone would be paid to maybe create that content. Yeah. Or it could potentially lead to jobs as well. well like it could. It could. Uh, it could. But I, I think probably the latter that I think that there's probably not too many people have probably done real well out of someone seeing the hashtag and then then booking them for a gig mm. i think a lot of times these i mean it's it's like anything once once you give stuff away like it just becomes hard to get the value back on it yeah you're right actually yeah. you know what i mean yeah once the horse is bolted yeah you know hard yeah. to get it back in the paddock yeah absolutely and i think that's what everyone's trying to work out and like i said that's where i think that's what the downfall of the loss of photographers on media Entities like newspapers was mm. lost because, you know, I can just remember in Brisbane, 
the Courier Mail, you know, I don't know how many photographers, but you'd see these photographers and you got to see the same photographers over and over again. And they were actually like had a nine to five job basically, although, you know, further journalism doesn't really follow the nine to five rule. Yeah. Because quite often when things happen, it's outside normal hours or, yeah. or it could be an event that could evolve over like floods and stuff. Yeah. And bushfires, they, were, they things were evolving over several days. Right, yeah. It wasn't just a, like a, a car crash where cars crashed into a bus and they're trying to get yeah. people off the bus. Yeah. You know, these events where, you know, that could be covered and once obviously all the people are recovered, the event's, you know, it's the event's essentially over. But, yeah, something like a, one of those longer type of tragedies yeah, I think you're right. So where are they getting these images from these days if they're not utilising? Well, do you think that they are actually taking them oh, from? De- definitely, yeah. definitely. Like, I mean, you see you see stuff all the time and I actually see people with now on some accounts who, especially some of the storm chasers. <laughs> so they'll, Didn't love those people. <laughs> yeah, but, but they actually put things because what the media jump on yeah, they'll take a picture of this massive storm front Absolutely coming. Absolutely right. Yeah, and then they'll feature their images on their, yeah. their and, and, either the news or and not and not credit them. Yeah. So you'll see quite often they'll they'll have on there for for media licensing. You know, contact me if you want to use this image. If the media wants to use it, contact me and yeah. we'll work out a deal type of thing. Yeah. Because yeah, people were jumping on just basically going, oh, there's a picture of that. I mean. I think this is always a challenge too. Like any anyone searching on the internet looking for images, you can get images quite easily. Yes. And quite often people just think, oh, well, it's I found it on the internet, so it's free. Oh. And it's, that's a hard thing. They don't understand that someone had to create it. Someone might have to drive hundreds of kilometres, you know, invest countless number of hours yeah. to actually get that shot. That's right. And then you just grab it and just use it flippantly on a – I don't know something that you're advertising. Yeah, so you know. di- it's it's disheartening, isn't it? Oh, look, it is, and we could have a whole conversation about about that. But I mean, like I said, I, we were discussing earlier about photojournalism and about mm. you know, the relevance of it. And, mm. and, and like I said, it's important to have good quality photojournalists mm. that people you can trust the images. And yes. we're fortunate in Australia that we've got some really good photojournalists that are yes. very trustworthy. Yeah, and it, just like I, I did mention the the Photo Press Awards, I'm pretty sure that they will be travelling to Brisbane in the upcoming months and they usually host those at the Powerhouse. Powerhouse, yeah, So if you're often. keen to see them, I encourage you to do so. Yeah, because if it, or, or it could pop up in another city somewhere. Yeah, it's in Sydney at the moment. Yep. From what I understand, I've, I've had a friend just come back from there and she saw it and shared some of the imagery with me and it was insane. It was so, so good. Very, so very powerful. Good. Yeah. And, and some of the images, like I said, are very confronting and I know Yes. sometimes what they'll do at the World Press Awards, they'll have the very confronting images in another gallery yes away from the main gallery so you have your main the main stuff which is quite um, most people can watch that and not be too too kind of yeah I suppose, disturbed by it because, yeah and then some of the other stuff is is it does need to come with a bit of a warning yeah that it could you could see some quite distressful stuff in yeah there. and I also find just not necessarily the stressful stuff but I find that the photographers that do take the images are quite clever in the way they compose their images yes so they're giving you lots of social cues as to what's happening they're using their environment to give you details on that story without having to to verbally tell you what's going on yep but I encourage everybody if you do see this particular exhibition which is the World Press Awards for 
I think it's the 2020 World Press Awards and it's because it's, I don't know if it's this year's, forgive me if I'm wrong, but that some of them do actually have QR codes with the photographers talking about the image and yes. why they chose to frame it in a particular way. I think it's always fascinating. I've been fortunate enough to go to a couple of events where photojournalists have spoken mm. and they've actually put up images and they've actually then talked, talked the audience through why they took this image. Yeah. And then sometimes they'll actually have two or three other images that they took and then they'll say, well, I took these images first, but then when I looked on the back of the camera, you know, I I, I wanted to to tell more. So I looked for a different way to do it. Yeah. Um. So they just basically, you know, say, and like I said, it's, it's a process where people try and obviously, I mean, you've got, with photojournalism, I think you've got this very short window to grab people to tell them something. Mm -hmm. So you've got to try and hook them straight away. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know what I mean? Go with what you think is going to be the most powerful image. Yeah, so yeah. So basically people can do it. I think, and that can come across into people's, into your normal photography if you're telling a story. Oh, absolutely, you know, absolutely. Tr try, and, try and create the most powerful image you can. Especially if you want to specialise in anything like your lifestyle photography, yeah. even your family portraiture, if you want to do in-home environmental portraits with your families, wedding photography, absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah. Absolutely a strength. So, yeah, everybody just jump on and have a look at a few of these exhibitions and even jump on Pinterest and just put in photojournalism and, you know. Give some examples of yeah. what, what, what photojournalism, what it is. You'll see a repetition of, of compositions. You'll see a repetition yes. of, of kind of expressions that people are using and they're really huge, huge indicators as to to key storytelling fundamentals. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes, like I said, it, it is covering a lot of grief and disaster type stuff as well. But there's mm. also there's also some beautiful photojournalism you know, when, you know, like I'm just thinking of sometimes when they pulled a baby out of a rubble out of an earthquake mm. and the baby's alive. So they found this, yeah. you know, the baby survived. And yep, beautiful all these, moments. All these people like, you know, it's, it's hand over hand people just yeah. pulling up rubble yep. to get that child, to rescue that child. Yeah, yeah. So there's like, again, they're, they're in a disaster situation, but still it's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful yeah, moment. Right. It's kind of celebrating life. It's kind of showing... Yeah. How people work together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For a right. common good. Yeah. 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 So I, I think you said like you suggested the World Press Awards and, and I think there's probably some other mm. some other really I because a lot of um I think like the Walkley Awards and things like that as well, there's different awards for awarded to journalists mm -hmm. for, for good reporting. And like I said, we're lucky I think in Australia that we do have some really good photojournalists that mm. were, have been kind of I suppose we've grown up with and we've enjoyed watching them showing us a bit about our own stuff. Yeah, yeah. And isn't it interesting because, you know, it, a lot of – it just makes me think of National Geographic for yes. some reason. You well, know, that was that was my main repertoire for understanding photojournalism as yes. a kid. And I, I think that's where some of the photojournalists got – they got got their start because yeah. cause he, was a, he was an entity that was backing them to go in these far-flung places and capture – something about them and to bring it back and to put it into a story and mm. put it into images so we could all sit there and read it and get an understanding. Some for, of those covers were phenomenal. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's, it's, it's an era where I don't think, like, I mean, today obviously most places have been discovered and most places have been documented. So we've seen imagery from, like, all corners of the globe. But there's still opportunities, I think, like I said, to capture 
some of the stuff that's happening. And, mm. and, and look, we see we're seeing like social change is happening around the world, and there's different countries obviously going through different upheavals. You know, there's there's countries where there's military have taken over in different parts of the world, and mm. you know, there's conflicts in different parts of the world. But then you see people power, and it's great to be able to see yeah. that, that that people are kind of yeah. rising and stepping up, and basically, and and again, they are probably unknown to themselves, but they are photojournalists. Yeah, yeah, because the top right. of top of stuff they the content they're sharing and like I said, so many platforms. Yeah, exactly. And I I think that that's the beauty of it at the moment. We have such a reach with, with our potential. Yep. So I'd I'd wonder like how many people as photographers kind of get that urge to say, I want to do, I want to be a photojournalist. Mm. I mean, I love street photography as you know, and I love capturing and documenting I was about to say, yeah, they'd be, they'd be quite similar to street photography, wouldn't well, it? Well, it is. I mean, I, I, during the pandemic, I did still continue to do street photography when there wasn't restrictions on movement, when I could get around. And yeah. it really changed the way stuff was was happening in the world. Yeah. And I know that, um, I mean, one of the images that I've captured has been published in a an international book about the pandemic. Amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, it is. You know, I wanted to capture... I suppose uh, an image where showing how people had had to adapt, and it was it was three people wearing um, PPE masks. Yeah, right. And, but they were kind of shopping. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, like it it just changed it, and it was there was a fashion connection in the background. So it was kind of like this: the pandemic created this new fashion. Yeah. Oh my gosh, has it ever? <laughs> you know, so masks all of a sudden became like a fashion item, and you yeah. see, and you saw a lot of a lot of designer. Masks and stuff. Oh like gosh, having. yeah, yeah. And like I said, and that's been well documented and well captured. I think people have gone and you know seen seen that stuff. And it's good that we've got a record of it. Yes, as well, so we can look back on years to come and yeah. hopefully, like we at this stage, it's hard to see the end of the pandemic. But yeah, hoping that you know we're not we're going to start seeing some normality with. I suppose vaccines. I hope so. Yeah, you'll get you'll get new vaccines. I'm getting mine tomorrow. You, you know, first step one. Step one. <laughs> step one. Yeah, which Sorry. which I've yeah I've I'm a bit kind of like I've heard that it hurts a little. Oh, <laughs> well, I had, a, I had a friend that got it today, and he never said anything about any pain. Mm, amazing. Good. I, and I just recently got my just my flu vaccine. I haven't had my COVID vaccine yet, but yeah, and. Like she was the the doctor who gave it to me was so good. Like she's all done. I'm going what? <laughs> Fingers crossed that's me tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, didn't didn't feel a thing. Like really? I'm sure you gave. Yeah. The, you're not just charging me for this and this. Saying yeah, I gave you a needle. <laughs> yeah, yeah ripped him off. <laughs> and no, see, my method to get through this was I just ate a lot of food today. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, it. I'm just gonna stress eat this one out. No, you'll be fine. You'll <laughs> I will. Be, I'll be absolutely fine. You'll be absolutely fine. You'll be. Yeah. And like I said, yeah, I think we'll, we'll get through this somehow. And mm. like I said, you know, we've been talking in this episode about photojournalism. Mm. Like I said, I just, I don't know. I think some of the magazines, like you said, and we were talking in an earlier podcast about magazines. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of the stuff in, you know, and, and you alluded to that some t- magazines, even though they're not photography magazines, are actually photography magazines yes. because of the content. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and you touched on National Geographic, but I think there's a few other magazines that have kind of 
represent world events. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and there's there's a few that are kind of coming to mind, and I don't I don't know the names completely correctly, so I'm not going to say any of them. Yes. Um, but yeah, they they are really kind of like photojournalistic magazines. With, yes. Yeah. With no articles, just incredibly powerful images. Images. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. So be yeah, I think it's one of those things. Like I said, be interested to hear people's thoughts on photojournalism, where they think it fits, and. And do they know any photojournalists? Do they know any photojournalists? Yeah. Have they seen any good photojournalism yeah. or have they seen bad photojournalism? <laughs> you know, I mean, because I think that's the trouble too because people, I know there was, you know, some talk about, uh, I was talking to one photographer that I interviewed for the other podcast and they were saying about how people were deliberately doing something to photograph it yeah. to show a particular thing. So it was like dumping a heap of face masks in the ocean and then photographing going, oh, the pandemic's been oh, that's terrible. really bad. Look at all these discarded masks and that type of thing. And mm. the reality was that they were staged staged, staged pictures. And I think yeah. that's that's one of the challenges, I think, to try and pick the fakes in photojournalism, what's been staged and what's actually real. Yes, you're right. And and sometimes, you know, we all know sometimes for a product shoot or something, you'll stage something. It, it's, not, didn't, it's not really happening, but to make it for the photo, you – get someone to pretend they're doing something. It's just like the bottle of champagne I staged last night in the hotel to take a picture of, <laughs> literally. <laughs> we didn't open the champagne, but it was there. It was, it was there. You had, you had all the cues to look like it was. The intent was there to have the champagne, but it wasn't popped. <laughs> that's, it, that's it. That's it. All right. Well, again, we always look forward to feedback. We love when people give us feedback. So mm. we... Yeah, tell us what you think. Yeah, especially on this one. This will be interesting to see if there is any hey. any connections out there to photojournalists. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Terry, until next time. Chat soon. See you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this edition of Photo Mission Focus discussing photography. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did so, leave us a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a future show, drop that in the comments as well. And just remember, the next photo you take could be your best yet. Thanks for listening.